And welcome back in Stripe Show Podcast. Midweek. It's a short week, though. Labor Day on Monday. A lot of people had it off. Not me. I work. God, it feels like every single day now as golf is rolling. Professional golf. We finish the FedEx Cup in Atlanta. DJ, of course, just wipes the field. And you know what? We get that three-day break. And then we just start it all over again. Safeway Open out in California. And our guest this week to uh, lead us up to the Safeway Open and talk about all things golf. He's out in California. He knows a thing or two about California grasses, those bent greens with the poet influence into it. My guest this week, the one and only Robbie Berger. No relation to Daniel Berger. Robbie, thanks for joining us here on the Stripe Show podcast. How you doing, buddy? I got to tell you, Travis, I am thrilled to be here, and I really do mean that. I'm psyched. Love what you're doing, and yeah, I, I really wish there was some type of relation to Daniel Berger, but absolutely <laughs> not if you would see my golf swing. Well, you know, I mean, in every family, some people get the talent, right? They, that is they true. They get the golf swing. Hey. And then others, they get the personality like you. Check out Robbie Berger and his, uh, the host of the Brilliantly Dumb Show on YouTube. But I found you on Instagram at Brilliantly Dumb. And if you're not following him, you need to go follow him. Because, Robbie, you're creating some terrific content. And every video I watch of you, my friend, I laugh <laughs> out loud. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Look, I, I just started really getting into golf, I, I would say, a little over a year now. And I just – I absolutely love the game. I, I really do. And it makes me think I'm really not that good. It makes me think if I do get good, and hopefully by the help of you there, Trev – I'll even enjoy it that much more. It's just a beautiful game. We're always having fun out there. Yeah, you have a great attitude uh, about it and the way that uh, your boys go out and play. Joey Coldcuts, we'll get to him here in, in a little oh, yeah. bit. And um, and Bobby Fairway, so many personalities and people to talk about. But before we get into the podcast, you do something on your site, Brilliantly Dumb. Go check it out on Instagram. You do something where you kind of set the stage. You like to have a day. So I can't set the stage here with you on the same line. I need you to tell me what we need to do to have a day and have a podcast here over the next 30 minutes. The floor well, I got to tell you what, Travis, you really set your guests up for success here. For those of you who did, probably didn't see it, Travis has bullet points out here for me, topic by topic, ready to rock and roll, which <laughs> honestly just sets me up for success here. So I find it hard to believe that we wouldn't be able to have a day right here. Travis Fulton, Robbie Berger, getting ready to rock and roll. Let's let this rip. Hey, baby. Let's let it rip. You know, I filled up my... Um, my gas tank today with some premium. Absolutely. And, I uh, do it every now and then. Yeah, you do. You know, I, I forgot. And then you reminded me and I was like, you know what? Why not? You got to feed the big fella. Every and, now and then I like to do it to where I have a shitty 2008 Honda. Absolutely. It's probably the last car that needs premium fuel in the tank, but every now and then, and it could just be a mental thing. I just fill it up premium. I would say it's one every 10 times, but it's just like a mental thing for me to go have a good day. It is. It, it felt good. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the car, the car appreciated it with some, uh, with some premium today. And uh, I'm having a good day. It's uh, we're in Florida, just outside of Jacksonville, 92 Oof. and a chance of rain. That's how we do it here um, in Florida. It's the easiest job for a weatherman. Just <laughs> low nineties, 
50% chance of rain. And it's going to be human and you're going to sweat your ass off. What's it like in LA right now? LA is an absolute burner out here right now. It really is. They just set record temperature highs too. Um, I made the mistake of going out on the golf course in 105 degree weather. So I regretted that instantly, but it, it is an absolute burner. And, and I got to tell you, true fall season cannot come soon enough traffic. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And we're going to work on your game. Look for it soon. We're going to get Robbie playing some better golf. I'll hold you to that. With his boy. But you like to refer to yourself as, as Bobby fairways. Is that right? I do. So tell my listeners a little bit about Bobby fairways and, and what his game is like right now. Yeah. So, I mean, Bobby fairways originated again, that's just the kind of put me in the mindset for me hitting fairways, but we always have a group of characters and you mentioned Joey cold cuts that my good friend out here in LA that we go out and we go golfing with and we, no matter who we with, we're always with four people that are always characters. We have a really good group of friends. So we gave me the name Bobby fairways and it was kind of take a cheap shot at me because I never really hit the fairway. Um, but I, I will say lately the game has definitely improved. It, my problem is when I take that big stick out, I just can't stop with the slice. Mm. It's like no matter what I do, it's going to slice irons, wedges, all of that stuff. I'm actually okay with, uh, and I actually got lessons, which definitely helped, and it would put me low low 90s, high 80s. Um, but that big stick, it, it's almost guaranteed to either lose a stroke, obey, or just be in a really shitty lie that I'm probably just going to kick up a little bit to make it a better lie. So the ball slices to the right. You're not hitting fairway. So it's fair to say you're not overpowering the golf course right now like we see in the modern game, like a DJ. Travis, I have not seen a true draw come out of my club since I've been golfing a little over a year. Wow. No, I'm just not – and, you know, that instant slice is, is going to lose you so much yardage too off the tee, what I've really noticed. So I got to get that that out of there. What about the irons? The irons what, – what, tell me about, you know, long irons, mid irons, short irons. Are you in love with, like, your seven and not your six? Are you, like, one of those guys? I'll be honest with you, Trav, and not to pat myself on the back here, the, the irons have actually been spectacular. And, oh, wow. and I, I, yeah, I know this is really a change of pace for your fan base with some of the true golfers that you've had on. And I know this is going to sound terrible, but for so long, I didn't really with the irons, you're really supposed to come down on the ball first. So I was always under the pressure that you put a little divot before the ball. When in reality, you got to top that sucker and then put the divot after the ball, if that makes any sense. Now, it, it does. Not that I'm telling you anything you don't know, but you see my drift there, no? Yeah, and that's that's a game changer. Realize that it's the little ball before the big ball. How did that transpire? When did that light come on? Well, do you know, I actually, I was taking golf lessons with the guy, still am, um, in Palos Verdes out here, and, and he was really describing to me about really how the club kind of works. And I'll be honest with you, the lessons have helped so much because I could go out to the range like I've been doing before the lessons, but you don't really know what you're doing wrong or what you need to work on because you really don't know the way to properly swing. So since I've been going to the lessons now, stuffing it out there on the course, I at least know what I'm doing wrong. Right. You know what I mean? It'd be fun to take a look at it. It sounds, if you're hitting your irons well, 
and your driver is slicing, then it doesn't sound like so much a club face issue as far as like getting the face too open going back. It sounds more like an attack angle issue where you're probably just overall too steep, too Ferris wheel versus more merry-go-round if you get my drift. Funny you say that because I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Oh, and it's true. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's really it, it's got to be. Yeah. And it, with the irons, I really don't get that slice. I feel really good with the irons. Yeah. It's just when that driver come out comes out, it's like for me mentally, it's like a whole different swing. Yeah. Do you play better golf when you're swinging? Let's say faster and harder versus really slow. Do you, have you found like that pace that helps you hit quality shots? Yeah, for me, for me, Trav, it, it's slower the better. No doubt about it. Okay. Sometimes you know you get on the ball, you just get so damn antsy. But but really, it's it's slower the the, the better. Even like you know, you'll play. I, I've played. There was a member at Sherwood, which is a really nice course out here that took me out. Guy's seventy five years old, and he's not overpowering the ball. He's doing nothing special, but he's just got this slow backswing, and he just puts it out there. He keeps everything tight. And it's slower. That that's my problem is really slowing things down. And as soon as we start drinking, which usually does happen nine out of ten times on the course, all bets are off as far as going slow. Do does it does it piss you off when you see like a let's say a fifty year old sixty speeding you on the golf course? No, not at all, because I mentally it sucks a little bit, but but I understand the work that they've put in, you know, how long that they've been playing and how much of a feel game it is. That what does bother me, which which kind of sucks, is when they're out driving me. If they could beat me, that that's fine. I'm all for mm-hmm. that. Their putting's better off. When they're out driving me by 50 yards, because Bobby Slice a lot is coming out all day, that's that's when I have an issue with that. I said this shouldn't be. Let's talk about that hydration. You said when you were, you get the beers flowing, what's the menu look like from a hydration snack standpoint to keep everything kind of peak state of mind? Phenomenal question. Um, I, you know what I, I'm, we will go with beer. It kind of depends on whatever, you know, whoever bringing the drinks that they depend with the beer is I get very bloated. Mm. I don't like being too bloated on the, on the golf course. So I love the hard stuff. I mean, for me, it's like making the turn, uh, you know, getting that concession stand, maybe a little Don Julio shot for the kid and then bring it before as well. Mm. That puts me on another level. I was playing actually with the um, with the Entourage guys yesterday, Johnny Drama, Kevin Dillon and um, E from uh, Entourage as well. And we were having a ball. We come to that back nine and we did that. We did Don Julio shots on the back mm. nine and it just totally just takes things to a new level. I mean, it's just, I, I love it. So that new level, like explain what that is like. Would you compare it to like being in the zone or would you? Yeah, you, I, I absolutely would. Oh, you I, would. I mean, okay. look, for me, if I get a little buzz going, I'm not as concerned with my swing. I find it to be, I'm a little more loose and I just kind of let it fly and I trust it, mm-hmm. you know, more than I normally would. Um, but honestly, I feel like it depends on the person too. Some people play better drunk, you know. Some people uh, p- prefer to stay sober through it. But but if I'm out with the boys, we like to get a good drink going. But if I'm like at a guest at a country club, you know, then then you kind of take it easy. It depends on 
who you're playing with, where you're playing. But yeah, when I get a little bit of a buzz going, nothing crazy, but a good little buzz, I, I'm just free swinging that thing. And, yeah. and it works out better usually for me. I trust putts more. You know, I don't leave things short. I kind of just let it ride. Not to say I don't blast it by the hole every now and then, which I definitely do, but I'm just more confident. Yeah. You know, I've heard that when you're drinking and playing, right? Not that I would know anything about that. Um, <laughs> when you're having a Don Julio or some beers, right? There's like that, you know, you get one or two in and there's a period, call it five, six, seven holes. Like you said, you're loose, you're playing good, you're having fun. Yep. But then it can get to that point of no return where you've maybe pushed it too far. And now it's not that same, let's say, zone as we as we put it in. Is, is that accurate where you can kind of no doubt oh, about okay. you're you're I'm always one shot away or one drink, one sip away from it going south fast. So mm. yeah, it's like it's one thing to be in the zone and get a little bit of a buzz going, but if you do overdo it and you're looking to still, you know, score pretty well, that's when it could all just go completely south and go south fast. How do you mix in the snacks and the food? I know you like bagels. There's like a bagel rotation um, pre-round. How does nutrition from a food standpoint work into this regimen? Yeah, I, look, I'm a big, big-time bagel guy. There's nothing I love more than waking up. I like to get to the course early. I don't like to rush to the course. I like to go. I like to get a good bagel with cream cheese. Mm. If it's a weekday round, and I know this is going to sound a little psychotic here, Travis, but if it's a weekday round, I do a toasted bagel with cream cheese. And that's how I start my quest to really go low. Any weekend rounds, then you splurge a little bit. Then I'll either go bagel with locks. I'll do bacon, egg, and cheese on the weekend. Totally change it up. But a weekday cream cheese toasted bagel weekend. Then you then you splurge around a little bit into the locks and the the breakfast sandwich type deal. Gotta have it before every round. I've seen the Chick-fil-A um iced coffee. Is that with cream or is that almond milk? Is that something that fits in early pre-round funk? Another phenomenal question with the Chick-fil-A and people don't people to get definitely give Chick-fil-A the credit they deserve. What they don't give enough credit for are the Chick-fil-A ice coffees. Mm. You go ahead, you get yourself, spend a lot of, get up real early in the morning, real early before your tea time. Don't rush, go get yourself a bagel with cream cheese. You could even get it at Chick-fil-A, but get yourself a Chick-fil-A ice coffee and you could either get the regular or you could get the vanilla mm. I'm a regular guy. I'm sure vanilla gets the job done as well. And it just puts me, it's just so routine for me every time before coming to the course, probably a little different than the Tony Finau's of the world and their routines, but mine is the bagel with cream cheese and the nice coffee. Yeah. A little bit different in the way they were going about it. Um, you yeah. know, before, <laughs> before, <laughs> before the tour championship. <laughs> Um, I got a which feeling is a great- Tiger's not stopping at Chick-fil-A for a nice <laughs> coffee because Bobby Fairway's told him to do so. <laughs> I, I, uh, Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs. Use of high-density particles and even a nano-transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control 
for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. It's a, well, that's a wonderful segue to professional golf, by the way. I, I want to ask you, because I know you watch professional golf. Absolutely. Who are your guys on the PGA Tour? You're like, that's my guy right there. I'd like to I'd like to have a beer with that dude or a Don Julio. Oh, dude, I, I, I got to be honest with you. I think, it, you know, I, I could be wrong, but I think it's just such a good time for golf because I think there's just so many different characters. They're doing so many things that we've never really seen them do as far as the Bryson DeChambeau drives and all of that. But but my guy who I absolutely love and I go to one tournament a year, it's the one at Riviera. The, uh, the Genesis Open yep. one. That, and I don't know if you've seen the video, but that's how a lot of this got started for me. You know, I was heckling at, at Riviera, not in a vicious way, in a way where the players were enjoying it. And nobody enjoyed it more than Tony Finau. And I would just follow Tony Finau around and we would just chalk it up. And uh, he is just, uh, he, he's the definition of a class act. He really is. So I'm yep. always rooting for Finau. Um, love the McElroys. I have nothing against like a Rory McElroy either. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm a huge Tony Finau guy. Yeah, he's great. I just had his coach, um, Boyd Summerhays on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually follow. I've chatted with him back. Another nice guy. Yeah, great guys. Two of my favorite in PGA Tour. And Tony, man, it's like, I'm a homer for Tony, you know, betting on him in my fantasy lineups. And he, you know, he Thanks. gets he gets to the Sunday and he just can't like, get that second win, you know, perhaps, Hey, perhaps a little Don Julio, you know, at the turn at the bev cart, the difference could be the difference for him. It it really, I just, I want to see him close it out so bad. And it's amazing to where he's there. He's in it every single time. And I feel like if he gets one, you know, major under his belt, if he could just get one, it'll just take the weight of the world off of his shoulders. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about DJ? He, he, you like him? He, he do it for you? You know what? Whenever I go to these tournaments too, he gives me nothing. So I never was a huge DJ guy, but the more I watch him, I kind of just realize that that's the way that he is. Yeah. You know, he doesn't like to say much. He's locked in kind of like a Kepka too. Kepka just, they just stay very locked in and they don't let the, the on-course banter, you know, really get to them. So I've kind of just understood that, like that's the way that they are. I appreciate how good he is, but but I would not put DJ in my my top five favorite. So in your foursome, Finau would be there. Yep. Um, Correct. Who else? Who I mean, it could be it could be anyone for that matter. Who else are we going to put with Fien- Bobby Fairways? Uh, Finau doesn't hit a lot of fairways, so you guys would probably be walking together. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's why I got to have Finau in. Yeah. But I think you got to throw Ricky Fowler on there. Okay. Just the absolute man. Mm-hmm. And, and then not from a content perspective or, you know, I don't think he's going to bring a lot to the table personality wise, but I think if, if you have the option, you would have to take a tiger, like a tiger just to say that, you know, you golfed with them. Yeah. So comedy wise and just having a good time. I think I would get that out of Fowler and Finau. And then, you know, just for to say that I did it, you got to throw Tiger. Yeah, I think you'd be surprised with Tiger, though. I think if he was in the group, 
um, chops it up a little bit. Oh yeah. He's gonna, yeah. I mean, if he's comfortable, yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely going to bust your balls. I mean, he's, he's definitely that, that guy that's going to get after you a little bit. So you got, you got to have that too. That's what makes like, even like a Phil Mickelson so great. I mean, he's just, he's, he's so willing to just chop it up. It's like, he's mm-hmm. always having a good time. So it'd be hard to leave Mickelson off that list as well. Well, I mean, you'd have, you, there you go. You'd have another guy to, to look for your golf ball with, cause you guys would both be, <laughs> Phil, <laughs> that's exactly what I need too. It really is. <laughs> you guys, you guys could be. You wouldn't want to be in the same cart as Phil. In fact, he's he's in Napa Valley right now. He's playing at the Safeway. Um, but Phil, you know, he hits it. He's going to be blowing it left more, and you're hitting it off to the right. So you guys will probably never see each other. Pace, um, pace play is going to be an absolute disaster. Yeah. We're in the car because we got to go from one end to the course to the total opposite end of the course. How excited do you get on the course when you hear? that gas cart and the beverage cart pull up. It's phenomenal. I mean, there's very, there's very few better feelings than that, especially when they really hit you at the, at the right time to where you're running low and, you know, you can they kind of come in a time where you didn't even know that you needed them, but you did. And again, you'd be amazed, you know, just one shot could really just change the entire dynamic of the entire, a lot of times when we're out there too, we got to be having fun because Part of my job is going out there and doing filming these vlogs of us going out. So we got to really make sure that we are having a good time as much as we want to go low and and hit what we do got to We do got to make sure we're having a good time, which we always do, and that the content's good and nothing helps that more than the cart girl and some liquor. So every time you go out, the mindset, Bobby Fairways, and this this starts with the bagel, you're going low. This is all part of going low. Totally. If you were to be with me as far as going to the course before, you know, you, you see me on the scorecard, you would think that I'm going to be that I'm a scratch golfer. You would never know anything. But you see me in the videos, you think I'm coming just for blood. Uh, and, and that's the mentality going to there. And then you kind of let whatever takes course, you know, once you get there, you kind of let it flow from there. Do you get mad when when start, when you realize uh, I mean, there's no way I'm going low today. Do you, does it, when that reality sets in, do you kind of get upset and then you just like quickly I get over do, it? Man. I, 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 in all honesty, I think it's hard not to, but at the same time, you just can't be the guy that's moping around. So there, there, there's really nothing worse than when the other three that you're playing with are playing good and you're just playing horrendous. Yeah. I honestly think that's built character and you still got to make it to where you're having a good time, but I'd be lying to you if I told you that it, it's not a pretty brutal feeling. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it is. It, it is a bad feeling, right? When it's like you're not playing well. In, oh, it, in, it's especially when the other guys you're playing with are just striping it down the fairway. You're looking for your ball. They're cheering each other on. They're putting for birdie. You know, it, it, it can definitely it can definitely get to you without a doubt. Is it fair to say Joey Coldcuts, who plays in your group that he is the best dressed of the group or is that not an accurate statement? Uh, it depends what you consider good dressing to be. He's a guy where he'll just totally implode and he wears these just ridiculous outfit, like absolutely, you know, Ricky Fowler times two type outfits and he'll implode. He'll, if he has a bad hole, you're going to hear about it the next four holes. And it kind of makes it funny because to watch him bitch about it in these outfits that he's wearing, you just can't help but laugh. So it's pure entertainment for you. Is it, is it the type of complaining where it's, it, the ball, the ball didn't break? I mean, 
he clearly <laughs> he clearly read the break. The break is there, but it didn't break. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, it's good too. It's like we'll go out and we'll play. You know, sometimes we play a really nice course, and there's a caddy, and I always love where he begs to differ with the caddy. It's like this guy, the caddy, sees the greens every single day, day in day out. He's been at this course for twenty some odd years, and you're really going to question this guy on a putt. Yeah, I always find that to be hilarious. And then, yeah, he'll just keep talking about it the next few holes in a very funny way. Yeah. He doesn't mind when we instantly get the camera out on him. And he just knows that the, if he's playing with me, the camera's going to be rolling at all times. And if he implodes, he implodes. And a lot of times we end up getting it on camera. So it makes the great content. But I never understood people that beg to differ with the caddy. It's like these guys know what they're doing. You listen to that. Well, except if you're the caddy at the U.S. Amateur. I don't know if you saw this, but no. the local caddy caddying for one of the players in the semis, his ball was in the bunker on the 18th green, and the caddy went in there and put his hand in the sand to test the depth of the sand. Which, oh, no way. Which is completely against the rules, and it was a one-stroke penalty, and it cost the kid the hole was this caught on camera it was caught on camera yes and the worst part about it is the kid is then the young man um denied it he denied it he said i didn't put my finger the, the, in the bunker and the yet me caddy denied it yeah he did he, yeah caddy denied the, it yeah you know what then Trev, then then see i i originally when you said i said oh man i feel bad for the guy he just fucked up if if he's still gonna deny it and take that to his group, i don't feel bad for him no. anymore you know what i mean you just it's one of those things where you just gotta wear it right well, that's my point with, with like Joey Colcutt's like it, you just, it, the, the ball, like you just missed your line. Right. Yeah, totally. It's on you. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't, don't look at the caddy and it's not like he's a dick to the caddy. He's not at all, but he'll, he'll let it carry it. He'll carry that with him the next few holes. Yeah. And he actually happens to be a very good golfer. So if he just got out of his head, you know, he would save himself a lot of strokes. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Right. Like, we just played in an event here in, in Jacksonville and we played with two guys and one of the guys, you know, he's one of those guys that's going to tell you about every single shot (laughs) that, that he has hit in his 37 year of golf (laughs) and then really double down on the shots that were happening that day. And I mean, I'm talking, where are you out? Um, You know, what's amazing when you really look at Nobody really cares. <laughs> like, nobody, nobody really cares how you played or, or what you shot. Yeah. Yeah, you're just so focused on how you're shooting out there that you'd be amazed when you think about it. Nobody cares yeah. how you shoot. Give a shit. Right. I used to get mad. Like I don't I don't play a lot anymore. So it's like when I do play, you know, I'm gonna roll three, four over once in a while. And it's like that's just like right. I'm just, you know, five or whatever. You know, and then I'm going to have a couple, I'm going to have, I'm going to, you know, I'm the big guy, like you say, is going to have a day once in a while. Right. You know, I, I got to tell you, I would love, I mean, I would, like I said, you know, I enjoy golf as much as I do now being in low nineties, high eighties. If I could find a day to where I'm low eighties, that's all I'll ever need in my life. Oh, I don't even, I don't even want to go where you're going in the seventies because then I feel like I won't even, it'll just be, I'll expect to come. If, if you could get me to the point where I'm a low eighties golfer and able to play with any group that you put me in, 
that's all I need out of my life right now. That's probably just on the driver. It's just probably getting the driver more ironed out. Could very well be. Yeah, more, more fairway. So that's easy. We'll, we'll, we'll dial that in. Um, but, you know, the point I was making is that, gosh, like I used to get to a point where I'm just scraping it around and it's like, this isn't even fun. I get mad and like just right. beat myself. It's like I got to the point one day I was like, all right. You know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to play, like I'm, I'm playing recreational golf and I'm going to have fun. Right. Like, right. I, I might, I might go out, shoot one or two hundred. I might go out, shoot six or seven over. I don't know, but I'm going to have fun. I got no expectation. I got nothing to prove. I just want to go have some fun. I like to listen to some music. Do you, do you like the, do you like oh, cool. Yeah. I'm a big music guy on the course. Like what, what's big, in there? Oh, just a bunch of, uh, just everything. You know you know what I like? I like the the carts like with one of those new navigation systems where you can kind of put it into the Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. And, and that you call me crazy, but I'm like a Billy Joel, Elton John Ooh. type of guy. And if I could hear Billy in the background or if I could hear Elton in the background of one of my tee shots or whatever, me, it, it's only going to help for me. Yeah, maybe a little Phil Collins, perhaps. Phil Collins? I got no, I got no issue with the Phil <laughs> <laughs> you know, when when I really hit the buzz and I do a little Bruce Springsteen okay. and things. You pick it up a little, yeah. Yeah, I do a little bit of the boss, but at the same time, too, we gotta be honest, and, and to the point that you're making, when you are when you are playing bad though, it is a very hard thing to do to make sure you're having a good time. Yeah. But you can tell yourself you don't have a good time, but if you're playing really bad, yeah. it, it is a hard thing to do. It is. It's easy to get down on yourself and and you know, pout, you know, pout a little, right? Like there's the pout, totally. there's the powders out there, you know, sure. like they just kind of go into their own little hole and pout for like two or holes and they come back out. You know, and, say, yeah, and then back. they come back. And it's funny too. Like once they hit a good shot, all of a sudden out of nowhere, they'll snap and yeah. they'll be into the conversation and be like, so what do you do? You know, for work, yeah. they want to talk, but before that, you know, they want nothing to do with that. <laughs> well, it can be one of two things. It can be, or both. It can be, they, hit a shot, like you said, or all of a sudden, you know, Bobby fairways just went double, double. Right. And, and, and now, you know, and now he's, he's got the one up on that. And now he's no like, doubt about it. No, no doubt. Especially. And in, in I think I'll get it to there at, at some point, but I can only imagine these money games too. Yeah. I mean, it, that's when, when the stakes are high. And I mean, I just feel like that's just a whole different ball game to there. If you're playing bad, you're not having a good time. There's no, cause now you're losing money and playing bad. All right. Let's hit a little couple quick hitters here. Okay. So I'm going to, gi- I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some options and you can, you can give me the answer and why. All right. Lay it on me. So here we go. Which one slaps more Chick-fil-A or Chipotle? Chick-fil-A. No doubt about it. Chick-fil-A is your go-to, isn't it? No doubt. Yeah, I'll take Chick-fil-A overall. They, they, they are the holy grail of fast food. Chick-fil-A Polynesian or Chick-fil-A sauce? Got to go Chick-fil-A sauce. Mm. Nothing, against, nothing against that, but you, you, you got to go Chick-fil-A sauce. That's what got you there. Bryson DeChambeau or Brooks Kepka? Who's your dog? I love, I, I love this shit. I really do. Uh, I, I'll go, I, I got, I'll go Bryson for sure. I'm over the whole Brooks thing. At first I thought it was kind of funny, you know, the cockiness now I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. Brooks, you know, Brooks, it rubs people the wrong way a little bit, you know, like he, yeah, just kind of, I feel like it was his shtick to where like, you know, that's like his shtick. And like, I get that. And in the beginning, you know, when he won his first couple of majors, it was cool. And it was kind of funny. Now it's just at the point, like when he made that comment, um, what was it? The, uh, 
What was the last open there, Trav? Just on what he made that comment about DJ. Oh, yeah, PGA at the PGA. Yeah, yep. it's just like that to me. That It's just I, I'm over that now. It's too mm-hmm. much. So Bryson for sure. Yeah. Tiger or Phil? Phil. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to surprise a lot of people there, but I'm going Phil the Thrill. Wow. Phil, my the, Phil the Thrill out there in uh, California right now playing – the Safeway Open. Would you rather, in your game, would you rather be a great driver of the ball or a great putter? Oh, this is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> this really is. I love it. I've never been asking. Without a doubt, the big stick. Without a doubt. Even when I went to go get these lessons, the guy was like, how's your putting? And I just told him it was exceptional, so we didn't work on putting. I just want to get to the big stuff. Much rather would be a good driver. That's a bad sign when – your teacher says that to you. I'm just saying that as inside talk, yeah. if they ask he asked you. Me, he asked me, he said, how's your putt? And I said, it's it's phenomenal. We don't need to work on it. But when re- in reality, it's really not that good. But who wants to work on putting? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't. If you're playing funny games, sure, I, I, give me the big stick. Show me how to swing this thing. Would you, would you spend money to take a lesson on putting? Oh, God, that's fucking good. Um... No, 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 I don't, I, I don't think I would. If I was really deep into money games, maybe, but right now where I'm at, no. You can have one or the other. You can bring your booze on the course or your music. Which one are you bringing? Booze. Sorry, sorry, Bruce. And sorry, Billy. <laughs> sorry, Ellen. Yeah, but I'm from booze. I'm going to say, you don't like, you don't like the king. You don't like Bruce that much. Yeah, yeah, no, there's a new gentleman <laughs> in town by the name of Johnny Walker. Sorry, Bruce. <laughs> Tell me about these other characters. You play with Joey Colcutt. Who else you got out there? Who, who you, who's rounding out the, this group out there in your in your vlogs? Yeah, we got Joey Colcutt, which has always been a staple. Uh, we got Das Rob, this German fellow that we just absolutely love out here. He's the most polite guy. Um, we got a guy by the name of the Big Maple. We call it the International Carpool. The Big Maple is the drunk of the group. He just absolutely lets it rip every single time on the course. <laughs> Um, and then lately we have been playing a couple rounds with, with Johnny drama from entourage. Wow. And they are so much fun to go out there with, man. They, yeah. they are, we just did a vlog with, with drama and then we just got out there yesterday with the two of them. They're awesome. Yeah. That was a great show, man. Those guys, oh, incredible God. talents, incredible. It, it really is. And there's so much, they are so much like their character too. And it, just to get those guys out on the golf course, great. And then, you know, we got our boys, the Joey Cole cuts, Das Rob, the big maple. So, so we definitely mix it up. You know, what has been fun is I started this podcast and, you know, people know me as from the instruction world and, you know, I'm going to bring the, teacher and you know the player and that kind of stuff into it and we right. do, and we do a fair amount of that the analysts but i wanted to bring all personalities into the podcast because it's amazing you know the one thing in social media that i've learned is that how much the game is loved by just so many people across the world so many different talents and perspectives and and you talk you know getting to know you through Instagram. And then you're talking about these guys from entourage, all of the athletes. I mean, how much they play golf in the off season, these NFL players through the summer and, you know, kind of getting in touch with them. Like, man, you guys just flat out love the game. I just think it's cool. that You guys use your own platforms and promote the game. Like you do. Um, 
Robbie, and I want you to tell my audience um, where to find these videos and where to find you so they can give you a follow and laugh out loud with me every single day. For sure. Yeah. So it is, uh, it's brilliantly dumb, just how it sounds and spells um, brilliantly dumb. And then the brilliantly dumb show on YouTube where we do a lot of the blogs uh, and all that. And, but honestly, Travis, you're, you're right. There, there's honestly nothing better to good or bad, good golfer, bad golfer. There's nothing better. And, and there's no better bonding time than going out and being on the golf course. I, I just, I can't tell you how much I love it. And carrying off what you said too, it's like, even if you're not that good of a golfer, you could just have so much fun yeah. being out there with your boys. And it, it's the fact that I get to do it for a living now is just absolutely insane, <laughs> you know, and definitely cool. on, a, on a different spectrum, but, but it, it is, it's just wild, man. It, it's such a fun game. It's so hard, which keeps me coming back. Um, it keeps you in business for sure with how fucking hard this game is. Sorry for cursing there, but it's true, man. It keeps me coming back. Yeah. It does. It keeps you coming back. You're going to have some success. It's a hard game, but as long as you have the right perspective, I think that's the key and go out, meet some people, let your hair down a little bit, have a couple pops, play some Bruce in the background and, um, and, and let it go. It means different things to different people. And I'm right there with you. So before I let you go, who's going to win the U S open next week? Okay. Here's what I'm going to say, Travis, and I really hope this comes true, and I really believe it, okay? And I think now's the time, especially with us doing this podcast just now. Okay. I think now is the time. He had a really good last day on Monday, okay, where he came alive. He's always hot. Now is the time for Tony Finau. Ooh. Let's get Tony Finau a dub. I really think this is the one. I really do. You know what? On that note, we've just had ourselves a day and we're going to have ourselves a week next week because I couldn't agree more. I would love to see Tony Finau go to Wingfoot. If Tony Finau pulls it off, they better be playing your podcast, this in particular episode everywhere because we're calling it here. It's Tony Finau's time. Robbie Berger, everybody. Now is the time to celebrate. Football is back, and DraftKings, a leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of this weekend's action with over $8 million up for grabs across all of their contests. To kick off the season, DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at a $1 million top prize with your first deposit. When you use the code Travis during sign-up, get in the action now. Draft your lineup now and feel the sweat like you've never felt before. Every run, pass, and catch means more with a DraftKings lineup. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stand to the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game quite like having a shot at a million-dollar top prize. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold, hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now and use code Travis for a limited time. New users can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and compete over $8 million in prizes across all contests. Don't miss this extra special week one bonus. Enter code Travis to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code Travis only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.